theme of this month or what I believe God is going to do for people this month is that you will exceed expectations. Uh, you didn't hear me. I said you will exceed expectations. There are different uh, approach to life and one approach to life is that you, you live life below expectations. Another approach is that you meet expectation, but there is a better one which God wants for you. And it is that you will exceed expectations. I speak over five people that will receive it with big amen. You will exceed expectation in the name of Jesus. All right. So I will still take a text from 1 Corinthians 13, but I'll, I'll merge it together and talk about things that I believe God will also use to help us to exceed expectations. First Corinthians 13, we've been reading it for quite a while now. <laughs> so by that, some people should really know what is in there. Um, let me just read verse 4 uh, to verse 8 today. First Corinthians chapter 13 from verse 4 to verse 8. The Bible speaking, it says, Love is patient and kind. Love is not jealous or boastful or proud or rude. It does not demand its own way. It is not irritable and it keeps no record of, of being wronged. It does not rejoice about injustice, but rejoices whenever the truth wins out. Love never gives up. Love never loses faith. Is always hopeful and endures through every circumstance. Verse 8. Prophecies and speaking in unknown tongues and special knowledge will become useless. But love will last forever. When you read scriptures like this, when the Bible says love will last forever, that forever is not even forever on earth. It's forever outside of this realm. Because, ladies and gentlemen, there's a realm outside of this realm. And even in that realm, we will still need love. Even in that realm, we will still be exhibiting the love of God. Now, I want to tie the love of God or the, some of the things that the Apostle Paul was speaking about in this First Corinthians 13 about our attitude and how our attitude will affect our altitude. Because when we are talking about exceeding expectations, exceeding expectations is possible when you know how to harness your attitude to the advantage of your altitude. So this morning I want to speak on what I call attitude to aid your altitude. Attitude to aid your altitude. In Job chapter 8 verse 7, in Job chapter 8 verse 7, the Bible says, Though your beginning be small, your latter hand should greatly increase. So that means that in God, we can start small. In God, we can start little. In fact, in God, many things start small. It's sometimes usually abnormal to find it start big or start from the top. You know, like somebody once said, he said it's only the grave that you dig, you dig from the top to the bottom. Everything usually comes from bottom up. So with God, your beginning can be small. And you can determine your beginning at any time. So today maybe your beginning, you can say, well, wherever 
is maximum today. I call it my beginning. And so it is small. So it doesn't matter what people are calling it and the kind of accolades that people are giving you. You can call it small. And the Bible said, if it is the beginning and it is small, it says there's a possibility that it can increase. There is an altitude that it can get to that is way bigger than the present altitude that it is. So heights up. Gaining heights are possible in God. Gaining heights are even expected in God. Gaining heights is your inheritance in Christ. When you have given your life to Christ, one of the advantages you have is that you have linked up with the God who never reduces, who always increases. The Bible telling us in Proverbs chapter 4, Proverbs chapter 4 and verse 18, it says the path of the righteous is like a shining light that shineth brighter and brighter unto a perfect day. So that means that you don't have a better yesterday. That means that today is an improvement on yesterday. Let me tell you the truth. As far as it is with God, uh, today can always be an improvement on yesterday. You can expect it. You can look out for it. You can always exceed expectation. You, there, there is no arrival in God uh, because the God that you serve is not a small God. It's a big God. So there is no day that I'll say, well, I have finished everything. The guy that said that he was, he was done. The guy that said he had finished everything remember the the, the the guy i think it's in luke 16 the bible called him the rich fool why, why, why did the bible call him the rich fool the bible said this guy was a man that is 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 um land brought forth plentifully that's how the king james Version put it he says and this man now began to say well i have arrived this man began to say well i'm going to i, I know that i've done all i could or all i can now I have the can. I'm going to sit upon the can and keep the can in it, you know, <laughs> in my can. <laughs> and God said, you are a fool. He said, you, you don't understand the purpose of what I do. I really don't want you to have an arrival mentality. I want you to understand that there can be more in God. God will always outdo himself. God always breaks his own good record. Go and read scriptures. If you thought that God showed up in a big way last year, you go would show up in a bigger way this year if you walk with God. And I believe that's the experience that somebody in this house will have this month in the name of Jesus. So it is possible for someone to end up where they did not start at. They can end up better than where they started at. I was sharing with the people at, um, during the workers' meeting. And by the way, if you have never joined us of workers' meeting and you volunteer in any place in this house, you need to join us. Look at your neighbor and say, is he talking to you? So we meet every first um, Sunday of the month at 10 a.m. Share a word. I make announcements, especially things that are coming up. So if you want to have inside information, that's also one, one of the places you come to to get a hang of what is going on. 10 a.m. every Sunday. So I was telling them that one of my highlights during the weekend was that I watched a movie by uh, a movie in honor or a biopic of Pastor E. Adeboe called Enoch. If you've not seen the movie, go find it on... on um, YouTube is spelled Enoch and the Enoch is spelled E-N-O-C-H I know there are different types of e- Enoch spelling me I know uh, Enoch spelled with E-N-O-U-C-H but this one does not have a U in it and one of the things that just came to me in that old uh, movie I mean there were many points I mean many teary moments in that movie and I've watched it more than once now <laughs> since it came out which day was it now and, and I know I'm going to watch it all the times, you know, because 
when something is good like that you 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 let your mind reflect on it more and more you know was that how can somebody come from nothing and become something how can a nobody become somebody you know that that, that was the summary of the story nobody becomes somebody a family that the day they brought an umbrella in the family everybody was clamoring to hold the umbrella and everybody was excited about umbrella and now this family that last name if you mention the last name almost anywhere in the world i remember when i first came to this country many years ago and i mentioned the name to somebody who is not even my skin color the person knew him many years ago this is i'm talking 20 27 2007 or 2008 or something like that i'm not sure the person knew him so you can imagine now so the god will serve can take somebody from nothing and can bring him to something i'm praying for somebody listening to me your story will be that kind of story very soon in the name of jesus now when you look at lives like that and you look at when god moves people from some nothing to something the god factor is a big deal but you can never take away the you factor too many other times people celebrate the god factor but they forget the you factor Uh, it will take God but it will not only take God it will take God and you it will be a partnership between you and God so the partnership one of the major partnership that God needs for your altitude is your attitude the attitude you have in life can affect your altitude the Bible shows in several ways and with several examples people having the right attitude and that attitude affecting them now in this scripture that we read this morning Verse 4 of you started by saying love is kind. And I've talked about that before. Love does not envy. I talked about that before. Then he now begins to talk about the fact that love has its own kind of attitude. He says love does not parade itself. It is not puffed up. One translation says it is not rude. You see, if, when we talk about attitude that affects you to go to all heights and levels. One of the attitudes you need to watch out for is that attitude of not being rude or make sure you are not rude uh ladies and gentlemen when we talk about things like this being rude one of the things people may think well it will affect your relationship with your husband with your wife but it's not only your husband and wife that being rude will be very detrimental to it will affect many many other relationships because when you are rude it will affect you even at work what does it mean to be rude to be rude means uh, to be offensive and ill-mannered to be offensive there are many people the way we speak with our words how we speak we are very offensive we 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 are brash we are crude we tell it as it is we tell it like we feel let me tell you anybody that speaks like they feel is an immature person it's a sign of immaturity it's only children that behave and act out their feeling immediately the act of delaying gratification, the act of not acting like you feel in the present and processing your feelings is maturity. <laughs> that I, I, I say everything I want to say. I, I just said it. That's what I felt like. <laughs> don't, feel, don't say what you feel like. And really, most of the time, we don't do all that we feel like. Sometimes you don't feel good to go to work. You still go. Sometimes you don't even feel good when your boss is talking to you. You still calm down, right? 
and he says he, guy says is everything okay you say everything is okay and you don't respond you just you just nod because you know at that level if you respond <laughs> they will give you is it pink slip now <laughs> they will give you one slip and that slip means that you see this building never show up again here that's what they are telling you but you see as a child of god maturing in god one of the things you believe god and you experience in god is that maturity to be able to control your emotions and one of the emotions that you should control is how you respond to things by your words and by your action because you can be rude with your words you can also be rude with your actions there are people that are not using words to be rude but with their action they are rude you know which the action that it is ill-mannered it is offensive to the other person if what i'm doing is not making the other person comfortable then i'm being rude to that person it was paul that was speaking to the i believe it was the corinthians and he told them he said even if eating meat if eating meat would be offensive to somebody he said i would not do it he said because i have made myself all things to all men so that by some reason i will save some so that means i don't even want to be rude in the manner of my choice my liberty i'm not going to allow my liberty to offend another person's liberty because for example in this country people say it's a free country yeah it's a free country it is free for you and it is also free for me your liberty should not affect my own liberty the fact that you are free to do what you are want to do should also allow me to do what i want to do and what you want to do should not now creep in into my own space because we've seen that happening many many all over this country now where this cancel if if i say something now then you cancel me because i i you, you said something that was offensive to me but if it is offensive to you also understand that i also have some level of liberty and I, of course i'm not condoning hate speech and offensive stuff like that but i have seen where people don't understand that the fact that your liberty is within the confines of yourself and that your liberty should not also be a threat to my own liberty because if it is a threat to my own liberty that liberty is now becoming oppression all right so uh, god is telling us this morning that an attitude to, t- to keep an eye on if you are going to the top is that you don't want to be rude the bible speaking in proverbs chapter 25 verse 11 proverbs 25 11 the bible says that a word fitly spoken a word fitly spoken there is something like a word fitly spoken there is bad words there is a word that you speak at the wrong time you don't know how to speak a word fitly a word that will be appropriate for the occasion a word that will be appropriate for the, 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 the as a response to what has happened the bible says a word fitly spoken is like apples of gold in the settings of silver what does that mean it means that a word fitly spoken is very precious is like precious metal a word fitly spoken is is very good it can take you up you can speak a word and you'll be surprised it will affect your altitude there are many times people focus on their technical skill they focus on the fact that i want to get better in my uh, in my profession but they forget that there are soft skills that help the thing more than technical skills several years ago i, I was going to have an interview in seattle <laughs> and i knew most of the people in the plane were also going to that interview and i saw people holding coding books and i also had a book about coding and all of that you know about um computer programming and all of that but for some reason i wasn't reading that i was reading this book by john maxwell 360 degree leader i mean i it's, I, I believe god just led me to do that because it's counterintuitive i should be preparing i'm going for a technical uh, interview 
that's why I should be preparing. To, and, and, and they were going to ask me to write code. And they did ask me to write code. But you see, much more than all that code and all of that kind of thing, it was the people's skill. It was, the, uh, it, it was words that I needed to speak about leadership that eventually sealed the deal. Because uh, many, many, many times in life, uh, your words will either take you up or take you down. So when it comes to uh, altitude in life, ladies and gentlemen, you need to understand that you need to be careful that you are not rude with your words. Also in this scripture, in um, this 1 Corinthians chapter 13 that we see, the Bible puts it in my own translation here, the New King James translation. It says when it comes to love or this attitude or the attitude that God wants us to have that will enable us to have altitude, it, it said we need to watch out for pride. He said here, he said it's not puffed up. It is, we need to watch out for pride. What is pride? Pride is to have a high opinion about your ability or worth. It is to have a high opinion about your ability or worth. But most of the times, the challenge is that the opinion may be way, way too high. <laughs> you may not have a right estimation of yourself because you see pride is all about esteem it's about estimation of yourself where do you stand now there are people that have low esteem of themselves that's not good that's not good that's humiliation there are people that have high overly high estimation of themselves that's also not good that's pride you need to have the right estimation of yourself that's normal that's humility if you have overestimation if you have underestimation two of you are in the same place if you have uh, underestimation it's inferiority complex if you have overestimation it's superiority complex where you think you are better than everybody well in a sense god has made you the head and not the tail but that does not mean that he has also made those people the tail they are also the head they are also good in their own right they are also god's children they are also god's people now it is possible for you to be a leader and your leadership does not affect all the other persons you know that was the mistake that the brothers of joseph made they thought when he said that i'm going to my 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 sheep was standing and all your own was bowing that meant that joseph was going to rule over them it doesn't mean that it just meant that joseph was going to lead he was going to arrive at some space or places earlier than them because you you know eventually what happened in that whole story was that they all became tribes they all became big deals they all became a, a channel through which israel was formed as a nation that's what happened but what happened to joseph was that joseph went ahead of them and joseph now prepared the way for them so it was nothing to make them feel funny or make them feel little of themselves no it was just priority god wanted joseph to go first and if men will understand that maybe sometimes people will be less under pressure but here this morning i'm telling you this when it comes to attitude that gets people up high up there pride is something you have to watch out for it was pride that brought out the first musician in heaven. It was pride that brought down Lucifer. It was pride. He was puffed up. The thing entered into him. And it's still entering into people today. Yes, we should celebrate what you have done. But if you sit down with that celebration too much and it enters into your head, that so much now you now use it to behave and speak and act arrogantly, then you are on your way down pride oh this thing is beyond me 
I can't do that. I can't stoop that low. I can't come down low. The reason why Jesus is, has the name that is above every other name, the reason why we say in the name of Jesus today is because the Bible is speaking in uh, Philippians chapter 2. Philippians chapter 2 from verse 5. The Bible says that, that let this mind be in you. And what was that mind? He said, who did not think it was robbery with God to be equal with God? He was, he's equal with God. But the Bible said he didn't look at it as robbery. He didn't look at it as a big deal. There are some people, even if they tell you to sit in a particular place, you think it's robbery. Hmm? In church. They say, what shall I say you should sit down there? Ah, no, 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 no. Ah, as you are robbing me, you don't know who I am. Hmm? Do you know where I've been to this week? Do you know how many people I've seen? I have seen the mayor of Chicago. Do you know who? If you know who I've, these hands have, you know, you kind of people I shook. <laughs> you, will, you will be respecting me. Do you know how much I have in my bank account? Do you know who I am? Do you know what this kind of school I The Bible said Jesus did not think it was robbery with God. I have found out that if you want to go far in life, every achievement that you have achieved, you have to be grateful for it. But you have, you have to forget it somehow. You have to have a sense of gratitude that leaves what has been done behind. You are grateful for it. But you don't sit on it so that it will affect you from what is ahead of you. Because ladies and gentlemen, if there is anything that can stop anybody who is having a good thing happening now, anybody who should have a great thing happen in the future, is a good thing that is happening now. Most people, it is not bad things that stop them. It was a, great, it was a good thing that stopped them. It was when they experienced something good. It was when something happened to them. It was when God answered their prayer. It was when God seemingly turned the captivity around. They now camped around that turnaround. Whereas God had more things to, for them. Whereas God had more places to take them to. So they camped around it. They let it get into them. And they thought that, well, this is it. Let me tell you the truth. If you are still breathing, if you are still living, this is not it. There is more. God has more for you. So you have to be grateful for what he has done. But you have to still be humble to know that there is more to be done. You have to know that this is not all. And that you don't know it all. That you don't have it all. That your opinion, your perspective is not the best. Do you know that in homes, one of the reasons why there is problem is that people, especially when we push ourselves into roles, maybe a man feels that I know more than the woman. What do you know? You Are you not a woman? <laughs> are you kidding me? They know a lot. You remember that the person that first ate that fruit that their eyes open was the woman. So by age, <laughs> they have been knowing. <laughs> we don't know how soon Adam ate the fruit. We don't know. So it means that if Eve knew two years ago, Adam now ate it. So she knows something. So she has been seen naked. So, so later the Bible said they saw that they were naked. So Adam, uh, Eve had been seen since before Adam last later saw. So at least respect yourself and understand on the basis of Eve and Adam and Eve, she knows something extra. <laughs> but you see, the truth is this even when people don't seemingly know, you can learn from them. The Bible said, look at the mind that Jesus had. He's God. He, he, the Bible said he, he, he didn't think it was robbery. It's not even robbery to think it was God. You know that's right estimation. If he says I'm God, and he said it sometimes, but he now still brought himself because everything that was happening when Jesus was here on earth was being superintended from heaven. He was not acting as God here. You know, right? In fact, that's why when he was standing on the cross, he was like, my father, my father, you are forsaking me. 
And they didn't say, well, uh, yeah, that's true. We can't forsake God, though. How can God forsake God? And, okay, so we'll come to your rescue. They, they, they freed him. They forsook him. Oh, the father forsook him. And the Bible said they didn't think. That's why, you know, we don't say in the name of God the Father. We, we do say that, you know, sometimes. But really, the name that is above every other name is the name of Jesus. That's why Jehovah Nisi, Jehovah Jireh, Jehovah Sekenu, all of that have condescended into one name. That at the mention of the name of Jesus, every knee shall bow. The ones in heaven, the ones on earth, the ones beneath, on every realm, that name is superior. And how did he get that name? By humbling himself. My friends, my brothers, my sisters, when it comes to altitude in life, pride is something to watch out for. Pride is something to watch out for. Let me throw one more attitude here, and then I'm going to bring these three together, or talk about some of the ways which God can help us with this. Um, one of the attitudes that you have to also watch out for, that the apostle was mentioning here, um, that can affect your altitude, is anger. He says, this love does not behave rudely, does not seek its own, is not provoked. Another translation says, is not easily angered. What is anger? Anger is a strong feeling of annoyance, of displeasure, or hostility. A strong feeling of annoyance. Now, let me say the truth to you. In this world, anger will come. In this world, there will be things that will annoy you. In your home, there will be things that will annoy you. Your wife is going to do something you don't like. Your husband is going to do something you don't like. Your children will do something. Your boss, wherever you find yourself. Human relationship will definitely lead to some level of annoyance or the other but you see anger necessarily is not a sin when it comes it is what you do with that when it when it has arrived be angry and sin not is that not what the bible tells us so what does that mean it means that you need to understand how to possess your vessel you need to understand how to respond when this kind of things happen when there is hostility when there's annoyance when something is not working in your way what many people do is the other side of anger they get into rage. They have this outburst of rage. It's a sin. Even though anger, when it comes, is not a sin, but outburst of rage is a sin. You find people get angry, say all kinds of things, break anything, behave anyhow, drive anyhow, cut people in front and, <laughs> and put down their uh, uh, windows and say unprintable words, you know. And just feel like I, I, I just got to let it out. <laughs> you are not letting. That's not how to let it out. There's a way to let it out. I'm going to get into it shortly. But you see, anger can affect your next level. There are too many people that why they didn't get into their next level was that they, they just got angry. They got angry with the boss. They, 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 were, they, they were just like, well, I, I, I just can't take that. I just can't take it. This is America. I know. I just can't take it. I, 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 can't, I, can't, I can't just be like that. I'm not that kind of wife. I have to say my own. Yeah. That's one of the challenges of modern homes. Everybody is speaking at the same time and nobody is hearing anybody. Everybody is angry at the same time and nobody is hearing anybody. Nobody wants to step down. Nobody wants to cool down. Nobody wants to allow the other person to go first. Yes, we are both angry, but you be angry first so that, you know, we'll fix your anger. <laughs> then when you have finished your anger, I will not come with my own. Oh, yeah, you can do that. 
You, you, can, you can bottle anger for a little bit and then later <laughs> release it. So this morning, God is saying to you, these attitudes will affect your altitude. Or attitude, especially bad attitude generally, it affects your altitude. So when it, you are rude, when you are, when you are proud, when you are a person giving to anger, it will affect your altitude. But let me show you some things from scripture this morning that I believe God can use to help to manage your attitude. The first one is this. Submit your emotions to the word of God. Submit your emotions to the word of God. Ladies and gentlemen, when we read the Bible, the Bible wants to walk on us and wants to walk in us. The word of God, uh, God gave this word to us not just so that we just put it on our lips and we're speaking it. He wants it to do something inside us. It's supposed to have an internal effect. It's supposed to control our emotions. It's supposed to control everything around us. Look at this scripture, Hebrews chapter 4. Hebrews chapter 4 and verse 12. Very popular scripture. It says, for the word of God is living and powerful. The word of God is living and powerful. It says, sharper than any two-edged sword. That means the word of God can perform surgeries. The word of God can do, it can take, you can go to the theater of the word of God and allow it to work on you. Let me tell you the truth. You, your anger can be worked on. Let me tell you the truth. That pride can be worked on. Let me tell you the truth. You don't have to be rude the way you speak. You can change how you speak if you allow the word of God. The Bible said the word of God is able to perform surgery. It says the word of God is living, is powerful, is sharper than any two-edged sword. It says piercing even into the soul and spirit. Do you know what soul is there? Soul is where the emotions are. Soul is where the, uh, the feelings are. Soul is where the intellect is. So the word of God is able to affect that domain too. The word of God is able to do surgery in places where you cannot do anything about. So when I submit myself to the word of God, if I find out that there's exhibition of pride, if I find out that I'm rude with my words, people have complained about me, my husband, my wife, she says you are rude, she says you don't speak very kindly, I now know that I need to take that aspect of my life and submit it to the word of God. I need to find areas that the Bible speaks about being rude, being proud. I now need to take those words or find the character in the scripture that speaks to that particular area and look at that character and say, oh God, you help this person. I want you to help me like that. The Bible said that word of God is going to be able to walk inside you. It's going to be able to do some internal work. It says it's powerful. It divides asunder soul and spirit and joins marrow, and it's a designer of thoughts. Are you kidding me? It's a designer of thoughts. This word would do better work than you know even therapy is a designer of thought because this is what therapists and all of that kind of thing wants to do and I, I don't have a problem with you doing some anger management classes and all of that if that's happening to you but let me show you how you you you, you walk through this thing the bible said there is something that designs thoughts there is something that works on another plane that is different from the natural plane is the word of god submit yourself to it and by submitting it's not just come to church you come to church you get words and then you sit down with it you sit down with it like you binge on some movies you know you sit down and spend time with it because there is something about when you spend time with it it enters you that's why the bible is speaking in john uh, uh, psalm, psalm chapter one psalm one if you start reading from verse one it says blessed is the man and he talks about that man 
he said that man has different postures he does not sit but make sure he stands and what he does is that he's showing us that your relationship with the word of god with the things of god must be a permanent long-term relationship the best way you receive the best from the word of god is not to have a casual approach to it but to have a permanent relationship with the word it may not work the first day but if you stay on it jesus speaking in john chapter 8 if you start reading from verse 31 it says jesus told the disciples that believed on him he says if you continue in my word it didn't say if you hear my word it didn't say if you read my word if you continue in my word the reason it has not worked is because you have not continued in it the reason it has not worked is that you have taken it and you want to just use use it as magic god is not a genie god is not a magician his word works when you stay with it stay with it the bible speaking in acts chapter 9 19 and verse 20 it says so mightily grew the word of god and it prevailed the word of god will prevail if you allow it to grow and you allow it to grow if you continue in it it will prevail it will prevail oh you just find out that you you don't speak like that again they'll be like what's going on with you You're, you've changed you don't just get angry like that some people say it's like that in our family who told you you are in another family now you are in the family of jesus so don't don't talk about your natural family you are in a new family because the bible said when we come to him we are new creature we are in another family so if you're in this family behave like this family so how do you manage these emotions because manages this this emotion and this attitude will affect your altitude you submit your emotions to the word of god continuously you another thing you do is this you receive the help from the spirit of god in prayer in romans chapter 8 verse 26 the bible says we have infirmities we have weaknesses and it says the spirit of god can help our infirmity many people think that by helping our infirmity means that he always helps us only to pray he helps us to do many other things he doesn't only help us to pray alone of course in this scripture uh, romans 8 26 is helping our infirmity uh, so that we can make intercessions and make groanings which are too deep for words but he can help you with everything that's why the Bible in John in Galatians chapter 5, if you start reading from verse 19 down to 22, we read about the works of the flesh and we read about the fruit of the spirit. Why? Why did he call it the fruit of the spirit? Your relationship with the spirit, we allow this fruit to be at work. So you need to understand that when you receive help from the spirit in prayer, receive help from the spirit in prayer, do you know that there's still a small milliseconds of response time between when they annoy you and when you show up you know what i mean when they annoy you and when you really show up there is a response time in that response time you can say holy spirit help me because sometimes we even me i do that lord just help me now because somebody needs your help right now because i i want to i want to give a response like i feel and then i'm saying holy spirit help me holy spirit help me and then you see that it's helping you it's helping you it's helping you it's helping you so receive the help from the spirit of god in prayer and let me let me end with this part release the forces of the spirit in you yield to it allow it to fly in expression especially the force of joy release the forces of the spirit in you let it find expression i have found out that all these negative emotions they have an atmosphere in which they operate the most and the atmosphere can be punctured if you introduce joy. You introduce joy. Joy is a force of the spirit. Release that force. In, in Isaiah chapter 12 and 3, Isaiah chapter 12 verse 3, the Bible says, Therefore, we shall draw out of the well of salvation with joy 
we draw out the the the, the juice from the well of salvation with joy that's why when we come to joy we say you shout that's why when we come to joy we say you should rejoice that's why when you come to joy we, we, we dance we sing because we are trying to program the atmosphere have you noticed that many of the time when the atmosphere is, is going on you are not necessarily angry you know even though sometimes some people do some things you are not necessarily angry there is something about joy that mitigates against things like anger i don't know about you i'm usually even when things that were not so good are done and i'm in a very high spirit and in the high mode the impact on me is less than when i'm in a very very bad place you know when you are just walking like this and then they now do it you know it's like uh, something that is already bad they now made it worse that's what happens so but when you allow joy because joy is already in your spirit by the holy ghost when you allow that joy to find expression what happens is that you will begin to see that those attitudes will begin to give way. Our joy is spoken uh, largely in the scripture because of time. Let me just walk through a few things here. Uh, our joy is, 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 is not just a state of being. It's bigger than an emotion. It's a result of a choice, especially a choice to side with the forces of the spirit, which is joy. One of the fruit of the spirits, like we know from Galatians 5.22, is joy. So having joy or displaying joy is part of your heritage as a child of God. In in the Old Testament, we will see in the Old Testament that every now and then, when you see joy, you see victory. When you see victory, you see joy. So I can say without mincing word, joy is a way to victory. We see it in many, many ways in, in, in the Old Testament. In 1 Samuel chapter 18 verse 6, 1 Samuel chapter 18 verse 6, after David had killed Goliath, the Bible said they were, there was joy. And that joy was because of victory. Or that victory brought joy. Or that joy brought victory. Whichever way you look at it, whether you start with joy or start with victory, you end up in, 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 on the two sides. So if you want victory and you are not seeing victory, bringing joy because joy will always bring his other neighbors joy will always bring his other products and one of the products is victory if you are in a place where life is hard my pastor january february has been hard bringing joy my brothers because when there is joy there will be fruitfulness joy brings about the victory joy also uh, we see joy whenever people are praising god uh, people uh, lifting god up uh, they are joyful or they are expressing that joy and what happens is that whether they have those things that they are joyful about or not they begin to attract those things i have found out that when you when the devil is able to steal your joy it seems he has stolen everything it seems he has stolen everything if the devil can't steal your joy like somebody said he can't steal your goods it was in Acts chapter 16 we saw that the apostles were kept in the prison but the Bible said because they sang and praised God there was an earthquake this morning we are going to have opportunity to be joyful uh, we usually come every first Sunday of the month to praise God and some people think it's a ritual no 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 it's a programming it is intentional that it is at the beginning of the month so that it control the month. Because when we release this force of the spirit, we affect attitudes. We affect emotions. And if we affect emotions and attitude, we're also affecting our altitude. We're also going to be able to exceed expectation. So this morning, God is calling us back to joy. In the New Testament, uh, in Luke chapter 19 verse 17. Luke chapter 19 verse 17. The Bible says, And the 70 returned with joy, 
they had gone out. They, they, Jesus had sent them on an assignment. And when they returned, the Bible said they returned with joy. It's Luke chapter 10, 17. Luke chapter 10, verse 17. The 70 returned with joy. And this morning, I hope some people are returning. They are returning to say, Lord, thank you. They are returning to say, thank you for January. They are returning to say, thank you for February. Some people celebrated their birthday. Some people, maybe nothing even happened. Still return. Because if you return with joy, you will definitely have the products of joy. If you allow joy to find expression, if you don't focus on the problem, you will change things. The Bible is speaking in, in Hebrews chapter 12, talking about Jesus. He said one of the reasons that Jesus finished well is that Jesus was not looking at the problem. He focused on joy. He changed the focus from the trouble, from the pains, and he looked at joy. It was joy that kept Jesus going. He says, woo for the joy, not for the pain. There are too many of us who are looking at the pain. You are not going to make it if you look at the pain. But take your eyes off, off the pain. Take your eyes off the problem. Looking at the problem doesn't even fix it. And it doesn't make you irresponsible either. Because people think, well, if I don't look at the problem, then I become irresponsible. Who told you that? Look at Jesus. He says, looking unto Jesus. Let him be your example. Who is the author and finisher of our faith? He says, for the joy that was set before him. He endured the shame. You can endure shame. You can, you can go through adversity and win if you can set joy ahead of you. If you can let joy lead the way. If you can let joy program the way. It can change many, 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 many attitudes. If you want to exceed expectation, many of the time you are going to start from below expectation. If you focus on what is happening, you are not going to see much. But if you focus on joy, if you let the joy of the Lord well up in you, if by the time we start singing today, you dance as if you have every reason to praise God. Sometimes when we sing songs like, I have a reason to praise the Lord, some, some, some of us feel like we don't have reason to praise the Lord. It's okay. I can still choose joy. I, you, you don't choose joy by what is going on. You choose joy by who you know God has made you. I want to close with this scripture this morning. Joel chapter 1 and verse 12. Joel chapter 1 verse 12. Can give that to us, please. Oh God. Joel, Joel chapter 1, verse 12. The Bible is speaking here. It says, The vine has dried up, and the fig tree has withered. It says, The pomegranate tree, the palm tree also, the apple tree also, every tree. There are so many people like that's your life. Your marriage tree with that career this one there's nothing happening there's no good thing going on he says and all the trees of the field are withered he says surely their joy withered away from the sons of men if you give me the new king james, uh, the king james tradition he said because joy has been taken away the reason this withered withered this withered that withered this withered that is because joy is withered away if we bring it joy we will bring in increase. If we bring in joy, we will increase. We will move up. You'll be surprised. It, it, it changes the atmosphere. Joy is the fruit of the Spirit. That's why the Bible says, it says, righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. That's the kingdom of God. The kingdom of God is not a meat and in drink. It's in righteousness. It's in peace. It's in joy. Joy in the Holy Ghost. This morning, we are going to let out that joy. I want you to be on your feet. I want you to be on your feet. Oh yes, there may be no fig. On the fig tree. 
There may be no apple on the apple tree. But as long as joy is not withered away, that tree will, will, will blossom. Uh, at the scent of water, the Bible says it will blossom. And this morning, the water we want to introduce is the water of joy. The water of joy. I want you to just raise your hands to him this morning. And say, Father, I receive a fresh baptism of the spirit of joy in the name of Jesus. I break away from every negative emotion. Emotions like being rude. Emotions like being proud. Emotions like being uh, very angry or somebody that is acrimonious. I break away from it. And right now, I receive fresh baptism of the spirit of joy. I decree and declare I will let out joy in this place. I will rejoice in the God of my salvation. I have made a choice. My choice this morning is that I will rejoice. This month, I will not let anything steal my joy because my joy is not about what is happening. My joy is about you. You are the joy of my salvation, the hope of many years to come. Yes, 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 yes. I believe I receive it in Jesus' mighty name. We are praying. This morning, I want to pray with some people who want to say, God, I want you in my life. I don't want to do this month like I've done the other month. This is the last month in this first quarter. 2023 is already going. And you cannot continue living the same way and expect a different result. Some of us want to get our relationship with God on a better stage. I want you to put your hand on your chest. I want to pray with you. I want to pray with you. My relationship with God is not good. I don't even know God. I just come to church. I've never even given my life to Jesus. I don't, this born again thing, well, I've been around church, but I don't know. Right where you are, I want to pray with you. I want to pray with you. And somebody says, well, I, I do know God. But sometimes I live like I don't know him. I need help this morning too. Put your hands on your chest and say this with me. Say, Heavenly Father, I receive you this morning in a fresh way. I ask that Jesus come into me again in the name of Jesus. By your help, I will live for you in Jesus' name. I break away from all the things that hold me to the past. And I hold on to the finished work of the cross. I declare I am free in Jesus' name.